taking a dive, baby. Taking oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great song. I think that is my favorite, Yellow. Yeah? Absolutely. Emma and I always sing that one. One of the best, yeah. It's, it's I'm just... taking a dive is like the best part. <laughs> it's the best part, man. <laughs> I've been known to strum that tune on the old guitar from time to time. It's uh, it's an easy one to play, not an easy one to sing, but if you can hum along just uh, just nice enough, you can enjoy the ride. Yeah. Good jam. But all his songs are like that. Yeah, so again, I did a little digging on it, and he really did purposefully mimic the songwriting techniques of Paul McCartney and John Lennon, he was allegedly just very obsessed with how they created and crafted their music. Hmm. And John Lennon, apparently in some interview before he was murdered by the CIA, he, uh, oh, did I say that part out loud? Sorry, I to, uh, <laughs> cut that in post. Oops. <laughs> Folks, he was going to spill the beans how the MI6 and the CIA created the Beatles in order to distract everyone from the coup d'etat of the, you know, taking out uh, Kennedy and, right, changing the course of American history forever. Um, Uh, Some say that. But before he was murdered, John Lennon mentioned how Jeff Lynne and the Electric Light Orchestra experience was essentially, you know, the little brother of the Beatles or a, c- a continuation of the, uh, of the idea of the Beatles. So I think that's pretty interesting. It's crazy because I think they're so much better. Way better. <laughs> it's wild. Like, their music is more timeless than the Beatles in a weird way. I mean, we're playing it and talking about it right now. The Beatles... 2023. <laughs> The Beatles are their music is so strangely just stuck in the time when it was created. Yeah, your music didn't even age as well as members of the band. Look at Ringo; he's aging better than your song. He's aging better than the Beatles themselves. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just uh, generationally. I don't know. It's interesting. I, I feel like you could probably throw on a Stones tune, and it could have been written at any point in the last fifty years. Yeah, Stones better than the Beatles. Come on. They just tap into that true blues Americana rock, even though they're British. You know, the British invasion was all about tapping into the blues music from the States. And so, you know, they they really just kind of hone into that where the Beatles are just, they are the this very unique thing that occurred there for just the small amount of time. And it's very, yeah. very specific to that, like, late 60s, early 70s kind of area. Must have been a plant. I'm telling you, they were created to distract from the coup d'etat. <laughs> uh, huge fan. I'm glad we're doing this ELO rundown. Uh, this spe- I went on my run today uh, to shake off the hangover that I had from this epic wedding we went to uh, the other night. And uh, I saw something really blew me away. I haven't seen it in a while. I saw about six to eight kids. They were at the park, and they were playing an organized football game. Wow. Just tag football, a ball, that's all you need. And But they were doing kickoffs and returns, and they were <laughs> running plays from scrimmage. And they were just having a blast, and I felt like I had not seen something like that in quite some time. Hmm. 
Even though I'm Maybe in, boys are back. <laughs> the, I think boys are back. They're tossing around the ball. Nary a phone in sight as I passed by. That was the best uh. part. Yes, man. They weren't there weren't a bunch of kids on their phones, man. They were hanging out in the park, throwing the football, calling plays, man. Like we used to when we were kids. Hmm. It's exciting stuff. Well, maybe uh, all their dads have that app, so they don't want to be on the phone because the dad could see. Right, yeah. <laughs> and now the kids don't want to be on the phone anymore because they could see every time their dad's jerking off. Right? No, so that's, that's kind of. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'd, well, maybe that's the point, right? You keep seeing how often your dad's jerking off, and you're like, I really just don't feel like jerking off now. Or you see what he's jerking off too, and you're like, is that what I'm going to be like when I'm <laughs> They were really obsessed with this over the weekend. What is this thing? This is Mike Johnson and his kid. Mike Johnson's the new speaker of the house, and he's got this app where I, I guess <laughs> they monitor him and his son monitor each other when they're jerking off. Or it that? literally is the best evidence you have that they have no evidence of him being a bad. Person. Yes, yes, <laughs> he's he's clearly a good guy. That they had to concoct this cockamimi outrageous story about this app that apparently tracks your masturbation habits no it just it's everything on your phone so you have an accountability partner so like the dad does it with the kid and then if either one of them looks at an inappropriate site the other one knows wow this is intense man hitler right yeah this this guy's (laughs) practically hitler i swear to god (laughs) they made it the media made it seem like this was some sort of like masturbation pal app or you know like, <laughs> like jerkoffbuddies.com or something. Right? <laughs> Where you're like, hey, ne- never never jerk off alone. I can be your friend, right? We'll, we'll just jerk yeah. off on the phone together. Well, uh, only so when I'm trying to hang myself, too. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If only David Carradine and Robin Williams had the jerk off buddy app, then <laughs> they'd still be here today, right? They wouldn't have hung themselves with that sexual asphyxiation or whatever it is. Hey, do you have a J-O-B? Yeah, I work every day. No, 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 a jerk-off buddy. Yeah! Oh, yeah, man. Hey, now. The J-O-B. Yes. I guess this is a good thing for the future. We can avoid anybody uh, having serious uh, you know, problems when they're jerking off. You got that buddy there monitoring your your time frame, maybe even your heart rate. Uh, how many strokes per oh, minute? Right. That's yeah. <laughs> if you got a heart condition, maybe you need. I have it, especially in these days and ages of the mRNA vaccine, folks. You never know when someone can stroke out or have a heart attack, so it's good to have a jerk off buddy. <laughs> oh, that's a great call. We should start the the job app. The job. <laughs> Don't get caught with your pants down. Have a job. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, they get, there could be some sort of monitor to your ring camo where your J-O-B tells you if someone's approaching the house. You know, hey, oh, man, yeah. better Hello. zip it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got company. <laughs> you have to, like, set some, like, parameters, though. Like, it's totally straight, you know. The J-O-B doesn't ever offer to help. Right, yeah, it's no homo. I think that's yeah, the uh, no, that's the disclaimer. Yeah, no, he's not even looking. <laughs> he's, he's just watching your six, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
You could well, you could t- you could turn on and off uh, the no homo feature. Maybe you're into it, right? So you could leave it on, oh. all right? But uh, it's up to your preference. Right. Good call. It's in the settings. Or you could even have like the no homo extra hand. Like maybe you just have like a, you need an extra hand, but no homo. Oh, you're cramping and you need an assist. It's <laughs> more of like an injury, uh, carpal tunnel. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, I, this is basically grinder at this point. I think that's what we're describing here. Yeah, we're heading towards it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, speaking of the kids playing the football. I'm going to backtrack there. I uh, Em and I got invited Friday night to go see a friend's kid do a recital, like a play. And the play they did, it, it wasn't you know Shakespeare or anything like that. It was <laughs> The Descendants, which is uh, some sort of Disney play about uh, these, I think it's like teenage versions of all the bad witches and evil characters, uh, but they're like back at school or like the kids of the evil characters and they're in this high school what? and it's a whole musical thing and... It, it, it was fun. The kids seemed to really have a great time doing it. They enjoyed themselves. Some of the kids really kind of actually wowed us with their acting abilities and, uh, you know, singing uh, talents. Uh, very fun, very enjoyable. But I was a little kind of taken aback by, like, the topic and subject matter within the play. I mean, it was for kids, about kids, but they were really intertwining a lot of these like adult teenager concepts with dating and being in love and getting married. And it was like, it, it was very, it got kind of murky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know if this is it, but the, the movie's about like a guy that loses his wife. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. Like think- George Clooney. Oh, maybe. I don't know. They, they did a, a kid's play version of it. All right, I don't know. This seems a little weird. Oh, no, The Descendants, I think that's like a movie. Like, that's like a Hollywood film. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I'm, are you talking about? This is something, like, Disney created as a play. I don't think there's a movie about it. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. It's like a kid's play. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. songs. It's a musical. You know? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I don't... There may be a cartoon out there of it. <laughs> Is what I'm thinking, possibly. It's probably some sort of thing that was on Disney Channel now that I'm thinking about it. You know, Disney Channel does all sorts of uh, weird Yeah, I think this is like a live action. Yeah, it's something like that. And it was goofy and silly and funny and what have you. And it had a lot of the classic elements of the Disney uh, stuff that we remember as kids. But it just kind of, there were a lot of words that were in the script and in the songs even just seemed really out of place uh for the kids to be singing about and almost like uh like they didn't even know what they were singing you know what i'm saying oh yeah yeah they did they did that for the adults right exactly the adults in the room funny for the adults (laughs) i guess so uh, anyways, I, I was, uh, admiring how, you know, Disney just produces so much crap, man, and the kids just eat it all up, and the poor parents out there, we were there to support our, our friends' kids and our friends, right, and we're in this room with a bunch of parents who have to sit through this program for three nights in a row, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, God. Yeah. Three that's, nights? That's what I'm saying, man. I, I, my heart goes out to these parents, dude. Oh, no. One night is enough. <laughs> that's enough torture for me, man. But, uh, three no- and for us, man. too. I mean, Emma and I, you know, we knew what we were stepping into. So we're in the parking lot right like seconds before they're <laughs> calling everyone and we're ripping fat doobies and smoking the highest indica <laughs> we can think of. Anything that's going to make me giggle like a hyena for the next two hours. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> man. And it was two hours long. Oh yeah, man! You got the hour set one. You got the intermission where nobody can leave uh, to go smoke more weed, right? Because I don't know, they don't want you. And then you know you do the next act, and it's a whole, it's a whole thing. These and again, two hours of my night on a Friday after we stopped off and got some shots and some beers and smoked a doobie in the parking lot. I'm feeling <laughs> good. I'm sauced, man. I got you know I'm gonna enjoy this ride for the next two hours, no problem. But my heart, yeah. Oh, dude, there were parts where I thought it was real. I was like, oh my god, save him, <laughs> save him, man. Don't do this. Don't break his heart. You know. <laughs> I did the Bravo. I was doing the standing ovation, man. Oh, dude, that was captivating. Throwing roses. <laughs> Tears running down my face. That's beautiful, man. (laughs) (laughs) I was all, you know, you get high enough, dude, and the lights are dimmed, and you got the spotlights and the music and the singing. You kind of do get pulled Mm. in, no matter how bad the acting is or how young the kids are, you know. Oh, oh, dude, the best play I ever saw in my life. I swear to God, it looked real. The best acting I've ever seen in my life. Was a uh, little little shop of horrors. Oh yeah, at uh, Prospect High School. Wow, it was, all, it was also the first night I tried mushrooms. There it is. <laughs> You're backstage with the crew. That was magical, man. You guys are so beautiful. You're all gonna be famous. That was a life changing experience. <laughs> I don't know how you guys did it. Was it spiritual for you too, bro? Oh yeah. <laughs> how did you find a real plant that could talk? <laughs> Oh man, but these poor parents, they got to sit through this stuff. They these things, they got to bring in some booze or let the parents dip out for a little bit. Get high in the parking lot, man. I don't know. Uh, I think it causes too many fights. Yeah. Well, have you seen these football games lately? There there's people brawling in the stands. A dude was murdered at a Patriots game 3 weeks ago. <laughs> like uh Oh shit. I think uh the fighting and the brawling has uh, gone a little a little far these days. Uh, you know what the problem is? It's too many people are doing the MMA training on the side after their work, you know, and everything. Yes. And uh, now everybody thinks they're Joe Rogan or some superstar athlete and they can just beat the crap out of anyone anytime. Yeah, everybody wants to be the tough guy. Everybody Great. wants to be it. the tough guy, dude. Yes, man. But nobody wants to do the work to actually be a tough guy. No, this is the truth. And, and this is rings truer for things like just even losing weight, which we've been hammering about for a long time now. And we've been talking to Ozempic with Govi. Did we talk about the new one? <laughs> which one? I had it on the docket on the last show. I don't think we got it to it. I uh, got to it, and I wanted to play it dude there's there's a new one out there Zepbound. it's faster and harder and stronger and you're gonna die quicker it's incredible now the new promise tonight for treating diabetes and obesity oh sorry folks i hope your hair is combed parted the right direction (laughs) a little banaca spray in there you know what i'm saying 
See, they bring out Dave to make you really feel bad about yourself so that you'll want to take the Zeppo. That's right. He's, and he's going to tell you why, you know, if you want to impress a guy like Dave, an animal like him, well, you're going to want to <laughs> lose this weight faster. Now to new promise tonight for treating diabetes and obesity. The FDA has approved a drug from Eli Lilly explicitly for use in treating obesity. Zepbound has the same active ingredient as the diabetes drug Monjaro, and research suggests it could be even more effective. Wait, Monjaro? We're getting all these new ones I've never heard about. Where did they say, dude? Weight loss <laughs> and other drugs being used right now. Here's Ariel Resha for us. There's a fucking okay. gold rush in the pharmaceutical industry right now. I'm telling you, there's something going on where they realize people just didn't take the boosters for the last year, so they're like, we gotta kill these people somehow, let's just melt them from the inside out. Powerful new weapon in the or they just miscalculated obesity. how fat Americans were. Hey, did, you know, we, we, <laughs> we dosed these shots for humans. We didn't realize that everybody's the size of a cow. Wow, so the vaccine great didn't work. call. Dude, you that's know? hilarious. That's why they tried... That's why they tried for the third shot, but nobody took it, you know? Dude, I love that theory that they didn't play, they didn't calculate that Americans are double the size of what we used to be 20 years ago on average, and so yeah. the doses just weren't strong enough, so that's why they had to keep rolling out these boosters. Oh, <clears throat> uh, if you took the shots and you weigh 125 pounds, forget about it. Yeah, well, Bob Saget... If you're a normal <laughs> 325, you know? That's right, man. Bob Saget, look at him. He's a stick. He had a stroke in five seconds. See what I'm saying? Everybody else, fine. Wow. All these fat cows walking around. It's incredible. So we just got to boost them harder, stronger, faster, or give them the Wagovi. They'll melt from the inside. I'm telling you. The FDA approving Zepbound with the same ingredient in the diabetes drug Munjaro, but for weight loss. We're changing the way medicine is practiced in the United States by treating the obesity with naturally occurring... Mm -hmm gut hormone therapy that is going to reverse <laughs> the risk of developing heart disease. Oh, God, did you hear terrible. that yeah, freaking diarrhea so that came out of her mouth? My God, <laughs> that should frighten everyone. We're changing the way we practice medicine. We realize we can make money on these fat asses. Oh, wow, man. This is a frightening statement uh, here. Remember that, that Gallo guy, whatever his name was? That's, That's right. Uh, Bill Maher, he said this... These drugs are going to be what has the most profound effect on our society. This will usher in the zombie apocalypse. We're going to get the brain eaters from this one. I'm telling you right now. Naturally occurring. No, I don't think they can eat anything. Be the, these will be the best zombies to have because they won't eat you. Right. They're not hungry at all. <laughs> <laughs> they just w walk around like a zombie and waste away. Actually, kind of nice. That's right. Well, the worst part is we just have to deal with them in traffic for a little bit uh, for the next few years, but they'll just be gone then, and you know we'll be good, right? Can't wait. Is that how Can't it works? Wait. I don't know. Hormone therapy that is going to reverse the risk of developing heart disease and diabetes. Zebbound from Eli Lilly works like the injectable weight loss drugs Ozempic and Wegovy, mimicking a hormone that makes the body feel full. But Zepbound targets a second hormone, and research suggests it may lead to more dramatic weight loss. 
Christy Kaiser said she lost one. Now you will melt away faster. <laughs> 122 pounds after 15 months on the drug. She said Whoa. she's no longer pre-diabetic and no longer needs blood pressure medicine. For me personally, it has given me my life back. My health is is better. You know, I hope I've extended the longevity of my life because of it. Zepbound comes with side effects like Wegovy and Ozempic, including nausea, constipation, and abdominal pain. Injectable weight loss drugs are not always covered by insurance and can cost over $1,000 a month. Eli Lilly says Zepbound will be 20% cheaper than its competitors. And Eli Lilly says that Zepbound will be available just after Thanksgiving. Oh, stuff your fat ass at Thanksgiving and then get yourself some Zepbound. You'll lose <laughs> that weight faster and for cheaper. Anything faster and cheaper is so much worse for you. Every time. You never want faster. You never want cheaper. Do you need a case in point? Take a look at the mRNA vaccine we debuted at warp speed to everybody. Warp speed, man. How did how did the vaccine work out for everyone? Yeah, that's a good call. I'm trying to think of one thing that's better, faster, cheaper. Nothing is except for maybe sex. That's the only uh, thing uh, that you, I can actually... Me, but no, I was thinking even hookers. Faster, cheaper, not better. No, no, you're, you're paying for it in the end. That burning <laughs> sensation won't go away, my friends. <laughs> Nothing is better, faster, cheaper. No, think about fast food, right? You can go to the local burger shop, but it's gonna, you're going to have to wait there for the burger to be cooked, the guy's going to take your order, you know? Or you could get that faster, cheaper burger in the drive-thru at Burger King. Dude, I was uh, really, I was, I was starving. I, was, I had to go to another job, just about to start it. It was going to take at least three, four hours in a shitty-ass neighborhood. I'm like, whatever, I'll go to the subway. Man, I ate that subway. I almost didn't make it to the school I was working at after I ate that. 15 minutes. I'd never had something give me <laughs> diarrhea so fast. Oh, I, it was unbelievable. Specifically, subway has done that to me uh, many, many years ago. That's why I gave it up uh, over a decade ago. Uh, I recall eating it, and... I was this madman holding and clenching my ass, <laughs> running through a parking lot, pulling on every door that would open, and then just running into whatever establishment that was there, and I just used the bathroom. Like, just 15 minutes, you turned everything inside me to liquid, and it is just, it has to come out. What do you guys put in this pepperoni, Wagovi? This stuff is incredible. <laughs> it just melted my insides in fucking 10 minutes, man. Is this Zepbound? <laughs> Actually, you go there and all they're doing is taking the uh subway bread grinding it up and injecting it into you well i was just That's... gonna say remember jared and subway was kind of marketing themselves as the weight loss place it's because you would eat a sub and they would liquefy inside of you and you would shit your life out for like uh two hours <laughs> and then you couldn't eat for two days yeah i like was i literally you're right this might be was epic i wasn't hungry for two, <laughs> i was like afraid to eat for two days <laughs> the secret to Wagovi and Ozempic ground up subway it's incredible stuff it's so <laughs> cheap Italian herbs and cheese bread <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do at the day old lows <laughs> it's so crazy how bad subway is for you and uh man this is wild stuff I again Anything faster, anything cheaper is so much worse for you, and especially worse for you when we're discussing a product 
that has celebrities like uh, Osborne and uh, Schumer, whatever her name is. Uh, you know, they're coming out and talking about how it, lick, it gave them stomach paralysis and they were zombified and couldn't move and like play with their kids for hours. I mean, you know, that's the more expensive version. Don't go do the cheaper version of the one that paralyzed Amy Schumer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, go work out. Go work out. Go work out. Do a little intermittent fasting. Instead of it taking a drug to stop you from eating, skip a meal once in a while. You could do it just on your stop own. stop eating. It's called yeah, mental willpower, eating. man. It's unbelievable to me. Uh, I can't get over. I really did believe that when it started coming out that, you know, there's a case going on in Australia. A man is suing Ozempic for killing his wife, essentially. Uh, you know, the, we're at that point. The insides are liquefying, people are zombifying, and people are dying. I believe they're <laughs> going to start rolling it back. No, no, no. No, no, they're kicking out cheaper, faster versions. Oh, now everybody's trying to get in on the game. Oh, uh, this is Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney. Yeah, man. Yeah. Now they got in on it. Zep bound. What is that even like? What is that supposed to be short for? It does kind of sound. It's, it's like I don't know. It's it makes you think there's something going on with your intestines. Zep bound <laughs> makes me sounds like you're doing something horrible to my insides. That was really scary. That lady saying we're taking a new direction of healthcare. Yeah, that should frighten everyone again. All this talk about new normal, right? Remember the new normal. The new world order, everything needs to be new for all these freaks. And, you know, these are people who, their god is science, man. And one way or another, they are going to uh, transfuse us into this world of transhumanism. They all want us to be part robot, part people linked up to the machine and obsessed with taking pills and drugs and genetic therapies and hormone therapies and any kind of therapy uh, you know, it's crazy. I know this is maybe perplexing to a lot of people, but we survived for thousands of years with any of these, without any of these treatments or any of oh, this stuff. Pfizer. <laughs> yes. In fact, Pfizer hits the scene, takes over everything, and all of a sudden, our life expectancy is decreasing by the year. No, I get so mad at me because she'll be like, <clears throat> she went to go get the flu shot, you know? Oh, uh, I know. I, uh, it was ill-advised, I would say. Yeah, I told her, don't get it, everything. Oh, no, I have to, I have to. And I go, did your grandma ever take it? Wow. No, I, Mike, they didn't have it back then. And how long does she live? 98. <laughs> 98. No Pfizer at all. No, it was the poisoning of our air with the chemtrails and the water with the fluoride and the poisoning of our food. That's when she succumbed to the dementia. <laughs> at 90. Yeah, even her mom was like 96. That's crazy, man. You know, you lived to 90, I gotta say. 90 plus, that's a victory, folks. You did the whole thing. There's no no need to go any further to the hundreds, the 120s. I mean, living that long, I almost feel like you did something wrong in the previous life and you're being punished. To like that's what Chandra said. Trek through this lifeline, man. Like uh, that, that would make the most sense for what this whole living experience truly is. Some sort of prison for our souls, right? We must have done something horrible in the last life. That's why the good die young. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when Chandra was 90, he said uh, he didn't win anything. He just lived long enough to see all his friends die. 
That's right. There you go. I mean, you you also live long enough to gain the wisdom of the years, right? If you're fortunate enough to have your mind yeah, but with then you. Nobody listens to you. No, nobody cares about you. In fact, it's they're the just waiting, <laughs> waiting for you to die so they could take your money, old man. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're smarter than you, right? Even though they need your money. Oh, that's right, man. I mean, just watch any Disney movie of the last five years. The young people, the younger, the smarter, if I'm to understand anything. If the younger you are, if you're in high school or in middle school, then you have more worldly experience and knowledge than anyone older than myself. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. And you're stronger than, and faster than me and everything. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just all around better. <laughs> uh, well... It is hard to say what this world really is or what our life experience is truly all about. Those are deep concepts that are, you know, should be left to probably the smartest minds in our world or simulation, whatever this is. And there was a deep dive podcast. I recommend it for everybody if you have the time. Uh, set yourself up about six hours to nap in between Lex Friedman and Elon Musk. <laughs> I've never slept, never slept better in my life, to be totally honest. It's like that ASMR stuff. You just put it on, it knocks you right out, man. It's incredible. It's, it's three-hour podcast, maybe 43 minutes of words spoken. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so many. They should just call it the Long Pause Podcast. <laughs> God. Everything was a pause. It's, it really, you could probably condense it if you were to cut up each pause and shrink them down. It's probably about a 35 minute show. You could fit it into, <laughs> national, into a national TV slot. Eight minutes of commercials, 30 minutes all around. I mean, dude, they, it was, there was a pause before and after every question and answer. Well, not only that, there's parts, and it may be, I have a clip from it, but there's like, Elon will stammer, but pause in his stammering. Like, hey, that's why I specify words. It was like 40 <laughs> minutes of words spoken. I mean, did you guys both already get the neural link and have this podcast silently? I mean, it was so hard to listen to. This whole thing was written by I am Gronk. Uh, no, I am Gronk. Are you Gronk or I'm Gronk, bro? Oh, ho, ho, ho. All right, so uh, so Elon was on Lex Friedman's podcast, all jokes aside. Uh, one of the most fascinating interviews yeah. in a long time, actually. They they covered some freaking topics, man. They even talked about Diablo 4, the video game. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they, they ran the gambit. I really thought it was just absolutely... Uh, I, I, you know, I took a few naps again, but I, I was very enthralled. Uh, and Elon and him and Lex go into a bit of a dive for a momentary uh, piece here on God. And I thought of you when they were talking about this. Because Elon keeps kind of playing into the simulation theory. And uh, I don't, did you l listen to this interview? No, I, I literally, I tried to, but I couldn't because I was driving. Yeah, and you definitely don't want to fall asleep at the <laughs> <No>. wheel. <laughs> so, so we got a, this is a good clip. It's two minutes or so long. They say about 14 words throughout it. So uh, <laughs> think about what they're saying. So turn up your neural link. Go to the big questions once again. You said you've, uh, you're with Einstein, that you believe in 
the god of Spinoza. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, th that's a view that God is like the universe and is reveals himself through the laws of physics, or as Einstein said, through the lawful harmony of the world. Yeah, I would agree that yeah, that God of the, the simulator or whatever, the, the supreme being or beings, um, uh, re re reveal themselves through the physics. You know, they're creators of this existence. And it's incumbent upon us to try to understand more about this wondrous creation. Who created this thing? Who's running this thing? Like embodying it into a, a singular question with a sexy word on top of it is like focusing the mind to understand. It, it does seem like there's a, um, again, it could be an illusion. It's, it seems like there's a purpose, that there's an underlying master plan of some kind. And it seems like... There may not be a master plan in the sense... That, so there's like maybe an interesting answer to the question of determinism versus free will is that if we are in a simulation, the reason that the, the, these higher beings would hold a simulation is to see what happens. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, um, they don't know what happens. Uh, otherwise they wouldn't hold the simulation. Mm -hmm. So when, when humans create a simulation, so it's SpaceX and Tesla, we create simulations all the time. Um, especially for the rocket, you, you, uh, you know, you have to run a lot of simulations to understand what's going to happen, because you can't really test the rocket until it goes to space, and you want it to work. So you have to you have to simulate subsonic, transonic, hyper, uh, supersonic, hypersonic um, ascent, and then coming back, super high heating and um, orbital dynamics. All this is going to be simulated. So because uh, you don't get very many kicks at the can, but we we run the simulations to see what happens, not. If we knew what happens, we wouldn't run the simulation. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's, so whoever created this existence, um, is, they're running it because they don't know what's going to happen, not because they do. Yeah, and right there at the end, that's Lex Friedman putting his arms in the air and taking a huge deep breath, because that is just <laughs> mind-blowing, actually. That like gives me the chills. If, yeah, we're if, in a simulation, Frank. <laughs> I've been telling you. I've been telling you. He's saying if we are, it would be run because they don't know what would happen. And that is a wild, wild idea. The idea of a they or the supreme creator of the existence, right? Yeah. That's some deep stuff. I love hearing two oh, very, deep, yeah, man. man, like, and Elon, just uh, what a weird and Elon-esque way to take that idea. And yeah. I, I don't think so he's, he's... saying there is nothing's determined. There is no fate. Simply, kinda, you know... That is, it, it does explain the free will in the simulation. Right. I mean, do you think he's saying this is a simulation? I almost feel like he doesn't think it is. No, I think he's saying it is. He's talked about it a lot. I don't know if he's being serious or not. I'm not even that serious about it. I just think it's a great concept. Well, when you think of a simulation, really, I mean, and you think of, you know, God creating the universe and all that stuff, right? Like, uh, a creator, a programmer creating this place. Uh, you know, if you were to relate it to biblical elements or, you know, anything with a, a God being the creator, would this guy 
God be creating the simulation to see what would happen if we were created truly? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they don't know. And so they just want to see, right? That's the experiment here. Like what happens if we, if this planet is here and it's in the solar system that goes, you know, and it, it exists in this, you know, egg shaped universe, right? This little bubble, uh, how long would it take them to either a destroy themselves or b reach the limits of the simulation? But again, you're, 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 you're working under the assumption that the whole simulation is about us. Ah, you think maybe we just happen to pop onto the scene through the simulation? Think, like like a mold? Think about how big the universe is. Maybe they're just running a simulation on the universe, and based on the parameters they set forth, uh, it just happened to be that on one planet, life formed. In this little pale blue dot in the corner of this universe, in the corner of this galaxy, uh, right? <laughs> They are figuring out that they are in a simulation. On the third rock from the sun, on the distant arm <laughs> tail of this black hole galaxy, these, you know, this planet birthed life, and the life upon it is becoming self-aware. Yeah. What did Brian Cox say? We are the consciousness of the universe trying to understand itself. Mind blown, my man. <laughs> Light them up if you got them, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thoroughly recommend probably... the uh, the interview yeah. there for everyone. Yeah, I got to listen to it. Man, those guys are too smart. Too smart. So, yeah, we, we could just be uh, the simulation happening, and then you get the life and the consciousness up, up in here on the Earth. All right. Yeah. I dig it. You know, and in that realm, you got the room for the aliens and the Anunnaki and the giants in Iran and all that stuff. <laughs> the giant in the Afghan cave, you know what I'm saying? The only thing I can't explain is the flat moon. No, flat moon is just uh, guaranteed. I'm That's telling like... you. You know, what if space, what if space is water <clears throat> and the moon is just dipping in and out of the water? Mm. And it's just this disc. And we really can't land on it because it's flat. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We could just be this bubble floating in the water of space. Unlikely, but maybe. I got an unlikely. <laughs> Tune in two months from now when Mike's like, dude, we're just a bubble in Did the water of space, <laughs> man. Did you hear what Elon said? It was crazy, man. <laughs> we have evidence of the bubble. It's actually a CIA gun the whole oh, time. It's called the firmament, dude. It separates the water above from the water below. All right. That's, Ooh, yeah. that's if, what they say. If you Google the tombstone of Werner von Braun, the dude we stole from the Nazis to run NASA back in the 60s, um, <laughs> look it up. It's called, uh, what was it, Paperclip? Operation Paperclip, people. Um, Talking about the guy that was a Nazi until he took the uniform off and came here, and the minute he stepped foot in America, was no longer a Nazi? Yeah, he was no longer a Nazi. He was Nazi. Right? Nazi. <laughs> Just change a vowel, man. Come on. <laughs> they had to do it that way so they could all change their tattoos. <laughs> Thank you.
going viral around uh, out there for a minute it was the vw symbol for the vw cars and if you spin it it uh ends up turning into the swastika no yeah if you spin it at a high rate the symbol turns into the swastika <laughs> yes sir it's it's so out there funny. but vw that's that is a nazi german car yeah it was for sure oh or wow, car company it really does yeah it's really bizarre when you watch it it's creepy really funny i mean dude the mind manipulation like the mk ultra stuff we didn't create it folks we took it from germany and the nazis i'm telling you right now dude when when we got all that weird wacky you know pseudoscientific stuff they were doing over there into our hands man that's when things got really bizarro on on our turf i'm telling you Hmm. this is pretty scary (laughs) That's I totally you know Emma always brings this up, uh the Pussycat doll movie or uh something the Pussycats you remember that it was from the nineties it was about a chick rock band yeah yeah Josie Jos- dolls Josie and the Pussycats I believe it was yeah uh a big premise of the film is the the girls end up being used by the record company to put subliminal messaging in their music to like get the kids and the teens to buy all this shit and you know you know, be rebellious or do whatever. And uh, Emma always says, like, she believes that that really happens, you know, nowadays. And I'm always like, yeah, it's called MK Ultra. They are literally <laughs> mind-controlling us with all media all the time, man. And they brag about it in movies, man. I'm telling you right now. Dude, you know who was in that? Josie, Jody or Josie and the Pussycats? What was Josie that? and the Josie Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Ah, man, get, lay it down. I, I can't remember this one. Tara Reed. Oh man! All right, Tara Reid. Yeah. She she was the slutty hot chick of the nineties. So hot back in the day. Now she ruined herself with plastic surgery. The surgery. Get out of here with that stuff, man! Yeah. Come on. You should see her face. Uh, well, you have to maintain the financial flow to get to Dolly Parton status. Did you see Dolly Parton? She's got like a new album out. She looks the exact same because she has the best plastic surgeon on the planet and probably spends a fortune every year with the uptakes and the tucks and the nips and the slips and all the other stuff that goes on with the plastic surgery. Yeah, but even then, it doesn't look that good. I don't know. Just age gracefully. I don't know. Dolly- Nona. Nona looks great. Yeah, but Dolly Parton... Kind of pulls it off. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's still, you could be a few beers in and be sitting next to Dolly Parton in the bar and have no problem going home with the gal. No, no way. Telling you right now. Yeah, man. No way, dude. Oh, yeah. Who do you think you'd have more of a chance to go home with? Dylan Mulvaney or Dolly Parton? Oh, yeah. I'd rather fuck, uh, no, I'm saying I'm saying you're drunk, man. You're the table's spinning. You know what I'm saying? You you're seeing a blend of images there. You know, you're getting hit on from the left and the right. On the right, you got this you think she's old, but she looks kind of hot in the haze of your drunkness and it's Dolly Parton. And then on your left side, you got Dylan Mulvaney. 
<laughs> All you see is the beer stubble. <laughs> <laughs> We all know how this scenario ends for Mike. He turns around and goes home with the boys from BTO. It's incredible. <laughs> the whole group, man. <laughs> I just fuck all of them. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you put her up against a tranny, yeah, she's right, you'll better do it. than a tranny. Okay, good. But, nice. You'll do, yeah. you'll do it over the tranny. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never seen Dolly Parton close up. They've already they got all these filters going on. You know, I'd like to see a real life close up of Dolly Parton, like with no makeup, no wig. It's got to be frightening, right, man? Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know who else is in that movie? Eugene Levy. Oh, right <laughs> on! Hell yeah, man! Classic. It was like five years where he was in every movie. Everything. Absolutely, I the. The game changer for his career, I believe, was being the dad in American Pie. Yeah, and in Shit's Creek. Oh, he. That was newer, though. Yeah, he became dad status because before that, like, our parents' generation kind of knew him for um, some of those earlier comedies out in the 80s. Really? Best in Show. And... Oh, Best in Show. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he worked that a was lot. 2000. Oh, Best in Show was 2000? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But he was in Splash, I guess, with Tom Hanks. I thought he was in those, uh, you know, a lot of the SNL stuff. and uh, he, he Father was... of the Bride. I don't know. Yeah, see, I don't remember. 91. Plus, that came out 2000. Holy crap. I That CERN machine, I'm telling you right now, did some Fuck wacky that, stuff with our timelines, dude, because I'm all I just totally thrown off with where I am and what happened in the last 30 years. Yeah, I know. And COVID, fuck, forget about it, dude. They really, COVID they just really. wasted three years. To, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of things got worse in the major cities all around the country, especially during COVID. And then after COVID, you didn't get any of the business businesses coming back. They stayed in Texas and Florida and, you know, New York uh chicago la san francisco all struggling uh to survive san fran i found out they're hosting i believe xi jinping or something he's coming to town or somebody's there's there's something going on in san francisco uh i think biden's gonna be there there's gonna be a whole whole bunch of politicians i believe or maybe i'm wrong better get the uyghurs out of there well (laughs) you know do you know what they did they gave san fran the old spit shine while San Francisco is in the spotlight for the Asia-Pacific Economic Conference, city leaders are making sure the city shines. Tourism is our business here in San Francisco, and we need to focus on making sure that the tourist dollars still come back. Caltrans repaving major roadways like the Harrison Street off-ramp from the I-80. BART doubling down by deep cleaning their stations overnight more often. The city had gotten a little bit dingy over time. Scrubbing and power washing is happening all over the city. Yeah, the bottom of my shoes look clean. Like It's noticeable how clear the streets look and how few homeless encampments there are on major thoroughfares. Having been a longtime resident in the Bay Area, you just naturally start to wonder of like houseless folks being displaced. Public Works is installing decorative crosswalks in North Beach and Chinatown. And the Webster Street pedestrian bridge in Japantown was recently repainted. 
The Yerba Buena Gardens at the Moscone Center are decked out with new colorful landscaping and murals, paid for by the Clean California Grant, just in time for the 20,000 high-profile CEOs and heads of state coming into town next week. Some people say this should be how it's always done. What about the people who are here year-round, you know, and like yeah. local, hard-working, working <laughs> area folks? They're literally saying, like, you know, we could clean these cities up and get rid of the homeless, but we don't. No, why would we? Fuck we, you, everyday people. They're We're just going to do it when these elites come through. This should be disgusting to everybody. The truth of the matter is the money is there. The resources are there. The people are there to do the jobs, but the cities are purposefully not doing it. They are making the cities shitty on purpose. I swear on this. It's, it's absolutely coordinated. I think you were nailing it when we uh, discussed Ray Epps. No, I'm sorry, not that filthy bastard from uh, Montana. Uh, uh, the, uh, Mike Epps. Mike Epps talking about how they purposely degenerate and destroy these cities and devalue them to the point where everybody leaves, and then they can come in, buy up all the property, rebuild, and make it unaffordable again for people. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's the goal. Oh, man, it's just amazing to me. Like, oh, my God, we got a bunch of Asians coming to town. All right, let's clean everything up really fast. Just for a few days, though. <laughs> Don't get used to it, San Franciscans, because, you know. I like their, I like their, their, their hierarchy here. Like, all right. Make sure we clean Chinatown and go ahead and do Japantown, just in case he gets confused. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they might take the wrong turn, you know. They got all those robot cars, too. They might misunderstand the person and go to the wrong spot, right? Uh, this is crazy. Notice how nobody mentioned cleaning Koreatown. Yeah, nobody respects the Koreans. We all know Poor that. Koreans. Come on, I know. <laughs> Welcome to cleanup. Anything that brings in uh, a positive look on the city of San Francisco is great. We will continue to do everything we can to maintain cleanliness in our streets. And city officials are saying that there are no additional funds that are being allocated for beautification. Departments are just using existing budgets. They also say that those budgets are being used <laughs> so that they can focus on the areas where APEC is taking place. Oh, the summit baking is powder? Yeah. No, uh, we have all the money. We have all the resources. <laughs> we have it all the time. We just don't do it on purpose. I can't get over this. This is incredible. I know this is happening in Denver, too. I just know yeah, it. Chicago. In Chicago, they will literally clean the street because they're filming a, a movie or a, a scene. Exactly, you know? man. They're just going out of their way to make the cities shitty. Yeah. This Everything. is great because now all these people are going to come into San Fran and they're going to look around and be like, what is everybody talking about? It's fucking fantastic here. <laughs> and then as soon as they leave, out come the homeless. Exactly, and this is a problem everywhere. We got the migrants, we got the homeless, and if anyone knows about this uh, more than anyone, we know it's our friend in New York City, Mayor Adams, who might. <laughs> I gotta squeeze it in. This is absolutely fantastic. In what appears to be a growing federal corruption investigation, the FBI has seized the electronic devices of New York City's Democratic mayor, Eric Adams. <laughs> The FBI approaching Adams Monday. Two sources familiar with the matter say the mayor turned over two cell phones and an iPad and later turned over additional electronic devices. The mayor's attorney saying tonight. What does that mean? Additional? Like, 
not cell phones, but additional electronic devices. We talking Maybe laptops? Like All right, we might get a Hunter Biden laptop scenario. <laughs> I I'm smelling a wiener situation here. All over. Oh. Yeah. He's not been accused of wrongdoing and continues to cooperate with the investigation. Adams tonight saying, "I have nothing to hide." Questions appear to center around Adams' chief campaign fundraiser, 25-year-old Brianna Suggs, whose home was raided by agents several days ago. Earlier this week, Adams voiced support for Suggs, who has not commented publicly. I sleep well at night. Uh, I am clear that we follow... He sleeps on a pillowcase stuffed with cash. It's very comfortable. He loves it. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> stuffed with migrants. <laughs> they hold the bed up in the air for him while he sleeps at night. The kids are the pillow. Yeah, the adults right. are yeah. the bed. He's got the other migrants who fan him with the giant feathers <laughs> as he sleeps. The rules. We follow the rules. Investigators are in part looking into possible campaign donations. <laughs> I love the idea of actually Mayor Adams' home just being filled with migrants serving him. And like, I was just thinking like that opening scene in Coming to America. <laughs> yes. Where Eddie Murphy, like, he gets up, there's somebody there holding his slippers, they're throwing rose petals at his feet. He's standing there checking both of his cell phones while a migrant is brushing his teeth and another one's wiping his ass and he's on the shitter. <laughs> I can see it now, dude. Both his cell phones and other electronic devices. Right? <laughs> You're talking about the uh, dildo he has attached to him, or maybe the uh, the butt plug. You know those butt plugs you can control with the different pulsating uh, apps and whatever. <laughs> what did I tell you about my butthole? <laughs> You're saying there's no more room, right? That's what I'm saying. Tied to I a construction firm. We have no more room uh, in the city. city. Fucking head of switches all wrong. Oh, it was perfect. It's ties to Turkey. But a source familiar with the matter says late last week, it was the mayor and his lawyers who turned over information about additional wrongdoing separate from the campaign finance investigation. I really can't get this image out of my mind. Like, he never skips a beat. He keeps walking down his stairs, but all these migrants are around him, like, care, you know, like getting him there, like, you know, flipping the, the jacket on. Yeah, the they put the jacket on, the brief. Yeah, he's got this, the tea, sips the coffee or whatever, you know, like they're holding it. And they, like, he's not, he's never using his own hands. It's just all these migrant hands working around him, getting everything done. <laughs> the guy walking in front of him, holding the paper, turning the page. <laughs> Feeding him, he goes out the door, they open the door for the car. <laughs> Migrant holding that donut in front of his face. <laughs> you go outside and there's just teams of migrants. One working on the working on the shrubs, cutting the grass, the flowers, walking his dog. <laughs> there's a migrant in the living room teaching his son mathematics. <laughs> <Migrants everywhere. laughs> He's obviously got the Chinese immigrant for that one. Uh... They're painting the fence. I can see it now, dude. It's incredible. <laughs> Take it out the trash. It's so good. Oh, man. oh, I can just picture it now. His wife wakes up, and there's a migrant in his PJs just in place of him in the bed. You know, just, oh my god. I thought it was him. The whole thing, dude. I, I could just see this whole scenario playing out. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Oh, Adam. So, uh, mm. yeah, the, uh, all jokes aside, I guess he's getting busted by the FBI. Th- this is, um, who was the last mayor that, uh, or, yeah, mayor, right? Wasn't it de Blasio who had to leave because of some sort oh, of weird yeah. scandal? I can't remember what was going on. I think he got out of there because they were starting to connect the whole nursing home scenario to him via Cuomo. And Cuomo is clearly trying to brush off any responsibility for the whole nursing house fiasco where he killed like 20,000 old people during the pandemic. (laughs) I think it started to kind of get pushed on a de Blasio and de Blasio just like dipped out. And then you get the mayor Adams who checks the boxes for the most Uh, part. No, he was uh, term limited term limited, man. That's why he had to leave. That's why he stuffed his fat face with that cheeseburger. Ah, oh, man, he had nothing to lose, dude. He was already out. Incredible. Chill, nonetheless. Uh, so this Adams guy, then, I, I assume they're going to get him kicked out because they didn't want him in there in the first place, but they put him in because he checked some boxes. And I can only presume Mayor Adams will be replaced six months from now by a black lesbian. Oh, it's got to be, right? I'm guaranteeing a black lesbian <laughs> replacement for Mayor Adams in six months. Yeah, if you're a black lesbian, move to New York. You might be mayor. That's right. And if you really want to up your chances, go out with Montel Williams for a few months leading up to it. <laughs> all right? That's all Kamala Harris had to do, and she was vice president, man. He is the queen maker, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and the Montel Williams, I mean, he's just uh, he's Mr. Secret Service, you know? That is de Blasio. That's crazy. Yeah, went de Blasio and then Adams. And I, I think de Blasio, too. He was big on the Sanctuary City, if I'm not mistaken. I, isn't that why Adams got in there? Specifically because he was all about being the Sanctuary City? Yeah, I thought that's what he was the one that announced it, was de Blasio. And now he's trying to like build this national platform on being Mr. Anti-Migration, but at the same time he's being taken out by the FBI. Maybe his anti-migrant stance or change of heart is why all of a sudden Biden's FBI has taken him out. Well, what are they accusing him of? Taking money from the campaign? From, money? from Turkey. That's not a good look. The reason no one's paying attention is because they mispronounced it. It's Turkaye. They, oh. uh, yeah, I know. Nobody <laughs> understands. They don't understand the gravity of the situation. If you just say turkey, man, it sounds delicious. No, you got to go like turkey. Turkey sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> Can we get Ram, uh, Ram a shawarma up in here and complete the meal? Yeah, dude. Uh, Turkai. Turkai, man. You gotta say it right if you wanna get people's attention, dude. Otherwise, like I said, you're just making us hungry. <laughs>